Good to see you tonight in the Lord's house. We welcome you all in the Savior's name. We're going to begin with number 524, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Let's please stand as we worship the Lord. come to the Lord now please tonight in prayer just commit our evening service to him at this time father what joy there is in our hearts as we come to the evening service now to be able to sing a hymn and a song that speak so much Lord of the knowledge we have of everlasting life and security the fact that when all other supports would fail us, we know we lean upon the One who is everlasting and eternal. Underneath us are the everlasting arms, as as Moses encouraged the people so many years ago. And Lord, tonight we know that same truth has gripped our hearts and our souls, because in Christ we are alive forevermore, and we have the great hope our sins have been forgiven. We have a home in heaven. We know, Lord, that we are going there not just for a period of time, but for all eternity. And Lord, I pray that we will be reminded of this truth continually, and we will keep things in perspective in this life where 
So much is changing and altering, so many uncertainties. But tonight we can rejoice in the great certainty of Christ who lives forever, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one that never alters or changes. Thankful for that great word from the prophets, I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. And Lord, tonight I pray that we'll rejoice with that great assurance. Help us to be encouraged also. The fact that our Lord Jesus is praying for us tonight, His high priestly work in intercession continues at the session of the Father's right hand, and that will continue until our Lord Jesus comes back again. And when we see Him, then we will be like Him, for we will see Him as He is, and all sorrow and tears and suffering and all of our own failures and faults will be gone, for, Lord, we will be forever with the Lord. Dear Father, tonight encourage our hearts with these great truths, and I pray that they will abide in our hearts in time now, because so many people are experiencing the need of a physical touch upon their bodies, and we know that discouragement can set in. So I pray, Lord, that we will feast ourselves continually on the truth of the absolute word of truth, and that we will not be discouraged or cast down. Keep our eyes by faith, Lord, looking heavenward, looking toward our, our Lord Jesus. And we pray, Father, for a touch upon those ones in our fellowship that are sick and set aside. We do remember especially tonight, Reverend Cranston, that your hand would be upon him and bless him. I think of Brother Bodner as well and his need and the many that we name regularly in our services. Lord, we think of those who are elderly and shut in, not able to be out to the house of God as they normally would have done for years. But Lord, may they know their portion and blessing where they are at this time. We pray tonight for those believers who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. They are suffering, and because they name the name of the Lord... I pray that they will know Your hand upon them to strengthen them and support them and bless their testimony and their witness, whether it be in a prison or in some other kind of restriction. Dear Lord, bless and help them. We think of the gospel as it's going forward by many mission stations around the world, and we pray that Your blessing would be upon the missionaries be upon those who are involved in the underground church in countries where there is no liberty. Encourage them and strengthen them. And Father, we remember the needs of our own nation. We pray again for the gospel witness that goes continually from faithful pulpits. And we ask, dear God, to multiply that word and work deeply in the hearts of those who are still without Christ, that they would be brought to saving faith, and for Your people, that there would be great advancement. And Lord, we would know that reviving and awakening and quickening that is so necessary. 
that we will be lights to shine in a dark world, and that we'll be strengthened with might in the inner man. Lord, do not allow us to be distracted. Certainly, let not the devil's temptation to come in to make us cast down, but rather our eyes will be heavenward toward our Lord, and that we will know that as we live each day of our life, we are in the service of the King. And as we're in that service, in the army of our Lord, we will go forward conquering and to conquer, and that though sometimes weary and faint, we will keep pursuing and keep going on. And that, Lord, we would know that we are engaged in that which is the kingdom of Christ. So hear our prayers. Be with us tonight in our evening meeting. Pray that as we read the Scripture and as we open its pages, that there would be help and benefit to every believer. And Father, it might please You to save some precious soul tonight. We ask again for those folks viewing our service online, joining with us from week to week. Bless them. Build them up. Encourage them. And dear Father, that if anyone is without Christ, that they would also come to taste and see that the Lord is good. So be with us now tonight. Encourage our hearts. We ask all these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Let's sing again, please, to the Lord's praise tonight, number 542. And we will stand, My Faith Looks Up to Thee. Standing to sing. Thank you. 
every heart. It's interesting again as we think about needing our faith, looking up to the Lord, and not looking down to ourselves or around our circumstances, which are always vacillating, changing, but we know that as our eyes are fixed upon Him, we have the joy and the assurance that we are not alone. A great verse in Hebrews 13 where the Lord Jesus promised us, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Our congregational reading tonight from Matthew chapter 7. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 7. These verses we're reading from verse 24 to 29. They formulate the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount that our Lord Jesus Christ spoke. Well-known words, but very, very powerful and appropriate for every time. Jesus said, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at His doctrine, for He taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Lord, bless these familiar words to us, and they will relate to the message I want to share with you a little bit later on in the message, in the sermon. And so I pray that God would write His truth upon every heart. Well, we welcome you all this evening to our evening service, and we trust the Lord would bless your fellowship with us. And those viewing our service online, I want you to know you're very, very welcome as well. Very happy, happy to have a brother Les and daughter, sister and daughter-in-law. You're not the way that young, April. And no, sister-in-law April with us tonight in the service. You're very, very welcome. We're happy that you're here. And anybody else that, if I don't have your name, and uh, maybe you're viewing also and visiting for the first time online on the Internet, well, you're very welcome in our service tonight. We're happy that you are here. Please remember in prayer, the family of the Rajaratnams, Jonathan and Cheryl. Uh, Jonathan is the business manager for our school and uh, Cheryl is in the hospital right now. Uh, she is expecting a child. And uh, you will know that we were praying for them uh, for the last situation they had when their son Eli died, really at childbirth. And that was a very traumatic thing for them. And so we have been praying for Cheryl, for Jonathan during this time 
and want to remember them especially now at this period in, as they're in the hospital. Thank you also for your prayers as tomorrow I'll be starting a three-week course of lecturing with Geneva Reform Seminary online on Zoom and I'll very greatly appreciate your prayers each day as we be engaged in that ministry and the Lord will use that. I've been encouraged that many of you have been thanking, encouraging me about your prayers and that's a great blessing as well. Hope you'll be able to stay after our service tonight. Downstairs we'll be having a time of fellowship as we do at the end of every month and everyone is welcome to stay behind and enjoy each other's company in uh, the basement. Tuesday evening, the ladies' Bible study will continue on. This is actually the first one for the season, and it will be at 7 p.m. on Zoom. And if you would like to join in to that Bible study, speak to our brother McAnally at the end of the service, and he'll be sure that your name is included on that list. And then Wednesday, our Bible study in our prayer time, and Brother Fraser will be taking the prayer meeting this week. And then Wednesday, or Friday night will be the gym fellowship. And then on Saturday evening will be a Christmas fellowship gathering for the young adults, and it will be here in the church. And if you want more details, speak to our brother Simon or uh, brother Santos or even brother McAnally. They'll share with you those details about that. Next Lord's Day morning, I hope to be here to bring the morning uh, service. And then in the evening time, Mr. Frank DiDerno will be bringing the word and we will be having communion after the evening service next Lord's Day evening. Remember, please, all of the ones we've been continually holding up before the Lord in prayer uh, for many who are set aside and sick, thinking about Mr. Cranston, Reverend Cranston from our Port Hope congregation. He has not been at all well, and we want to hold him up, and also Reverend John Bodner. Uh, John was moving to... Um, more of a nursing rehabilitation center. He's been in the hospital for some time, but as soon as he got moved there, they had to take him back to emergency because he had some complications. And so I know that Dorothy, his wife, and John would very much appreciate our prayers as we have been, so we'll hold them up to the Lord as well. We're going to sing a hymn at this time, and it's not in your book. The words will be on the screen in front of you. Uh, and it is to the tune, Jesus, like a shepherd, lead us. And so I want the instruments to play through once as you watch the words of the first verse, and then we will stand as we sing.
Well, that tune is well known. I'm just going to ask the accompaniment to slow it down just a little bit. No, keep standing. Stand up. Just to slow it down a little bit so that we can make sure we gather the words and please pay close attention to them as we sing. you to turn, please, in your Bibles now to Psalm 62. Psalm 62. We're going to read this psalm Truly, my soul waiteth upon God, 
From him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will ye imagine mischief against a man? Ye shall be slain, all of you. As a bowing wall shall ye be, and as a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. Selah. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Surely, men of low degree are are vanity, and men of high degree are a lie. To be laid in the balance, they are altogether lighter than vanity. Trust not in oppression, and become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. Also, unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy, for thou renderest to every man according to his work. We know the Lord will bless his word as we have read tonight. Bow, please, in prayer. Father, as we have the Word open now, once more we ask for understanding hearts, that our spiritual hearing will be acute, that we will know, Lord, the Spirit of God writing these things upon our hearts. Take away every distracting thing, I pray, Lord, that you will help me to speak the Word of God faithfully and clearly. Do not let anyone misunderstand. Lord, I pray that salvation would come to our house tonight. Some soul would call out to the Savior, someone watching online. Dear Lord, speak effectually, we ask tonight, and just encourage us and help us in every time of our need. Help us to abide in our Savior and to know that our God, all-powerful, everlasting, our Father in heaven, we have no need of fear, no need to be set aside. We are able to trust and not be afraid for the Lord Jehovah is our everlasting strength. So be with us now tonight, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to draw your attention, please, to verse number 6 of Psalm 62. It says, He only is my rock 
and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. And that last hymn we were just singing was based upon that phrase, I shall not be moved. And it's really what I want us to think about tonight. The everlasting security and the foundation that remains steadfast for every single believer. So where would you go today in order to find something that would be described as secure and certain and unmovable? Well, I'll tell you where you will not go. You will not go to your RRSP, and you'll certainly not go to your investments. This last year, a couple of years, they have taken a beating, and they have gone anything but up, and they are not secure. And so you would say, I don't have much confidence in those things in this day. And in that sense, you would not look to Bay Street or Wall Street because there is so much volatility in the markets and things are unstable. If you were to ask a young person that was venturing out into their university education and they would think, well, I'm looking forward to getting the best marks that I can so that I would be able to land that perfect job and that's going to be my certainty and my hope. Well, we pray for our youth, and I encourage everyone to be praying for our young people as they are in their education stage and looking toward education and seeing what the university will be able to help them with as they're getting through. But alas, to think that there's going to be certainty and a solid foundation in that, as the old saying goes, you might be barking up the wrong tree. Oh, you'll find out that that may not be that which produces all that we're hoping for. And then you see the young couple, and they're venturing out on marriage. And I'm not targeting it out, you two. I'm not targeting it out, Eunice and Zijan at all here tonight. I wasn't even thinking about them when I was thinking of this illustration. But nonetheless, it might be appropriate as young people are thinking about their married life together and they see nothing but happiness and, rose and roses and all that is blooming. And they might not know that down the road there may be some things that are not so easy. There may be the stresses of life and those things that prove to be a challenge in relationship. And so uh, those things where you're thinking about what is stable, what is secure, what is going to land and help me through the test of time, that will be a difficult one. Well, What about the person who has been thinking and planning their whole life for their retirement and thinking and planning of what that's going to be like and saving up so much money through life and thinking about travel, thinking about relaxing, taking it easy, and then the next thing comes a medical report. Next thing comes the examination that was not expected and some illness that's makes the hopeful retirement of years short-lived. Well, it would be akin to that man that said, take ease, soul, eat, drink, and be merry. You've much laid up for many, many years, but then, alas, it was too late for him. And so there are things that people will look to for security, look to for certainty, but then the saying goes, 
in the world there is nothing so certain as those things which are unstable. And that's really the certainty that comes in so many things. Oh, my friends, tonight, in the world there is disappointment. There is sorrow. There are problems. Problems that seem to be higher than the mountains. And so you wonder, and the question comes, is there any hope? Is there any reason for living? What is life all about? And these are real questions that come to the hearts of people that have been through the mill, that have been through hard times. But I want to say to you tonight, and listen to the words that David spoke in this psalm, He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense, and I shall not be moved. And when David spoke these words, did he in his own life experience no problem? We, if you study even the basic history of his life, you will know David had many problems. There were issues that were multiplied in his life, some of his own doing and some by the very enemies of God that were around him. But he was able to say that no matter what comes in my life, I have a foundation that is certain, that is secure, that will stand the test of time. And he said, I shall not be moved. Oh, the devil would love to move us. But tonight, friends, we can say we will not be moved. And he meant when he said that, that really nothing else mattered. Nothing else counted other than that his soul was founded upon Christ, upon his God, upon his Messiah. He had peace that no power on earth could give and a peace that no power in hell could take away. You know why? Because his soul was founded on something that went beyond time. It was something that was going beyond the grave. He had a hope that was beyond the grave. And that's why he could say, I am safe and secure in my God. I shall not be moved from the place of God's love and of God's care, of His protection for all eternity. The first thought I leave with you tonight is this. Why shall I not be moved? And the answer comes in our text, because God only is my rock. If a rock pictures for us stability, how stable could we define or describe a person that is standing on God? He cannot be moved, and those that know Him and trust Him and that believe in Him are eternally secure from judgment and from hell. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ tonight, the doctrine of the eternal security of our souls in Christ is a doctrine that needs to be spoken about and to be reinforced into our minds regularly. 
Because if there's one thing that Satan wants to do to you, it is to destabilize your soul. He wants you to be as a person that is always wondering, am I really saved? He wants you to be thinking, dare I put another step forward? Will the ice be so thin that I will break through and I will perish? And as long as we are in our life uncertain about our salvation, if we're wondering, am I saved today? Am I lost tomorrow? Is there no guarantee that I have that I will make it to the end? Is my salvation like a game of musical chairs? That when the music stops, I hope there's a chair for me to sit on. But what happens if I die in my sleep? And my last and final thought before I slept was, I have denied God or I have sinned against the Lord. Friend, if that's what our salvation means, then we have no hope. But Moses said, In Deuteronomy 33 and verse 27, the eternal God is my refuge and underneath us are the everlasting arms. And this is the hope that David was also able to say, God is my rock. He is for me a foundation that is secure and steadfast. And it's not just for time. What kind of a salvation would it be if it's only good for this life? No, the salvation that we have resting on our God is a salvation for all eternity. Are you resting on that rock tonight, dear friend? Do you know and are you sure that you are abiding in the Lord Jesus? This God is our God forever and ever. And the fact that we know that our God is alive the fact that we know that our salvation is secured in Him and that we are standing upon Him, it gives us great joy and great peace. And it gives for us definitely everlasting salvation. And the problem that some Christians find themselves in, young, medium, and old, is this. They wonder, the day I professed faith in Jesus, was it real? Was it enough faith? Was it the right kind of faith? Is it that faith which Jesus received? Is it that faith which God received? And ah, my dear friends, as long as the devil keeps us questioning on that point, we will never have the knowledge of salvation. We will never have the assurance and the peace of salvation. Let us come back to the authority of Scripture. Let's come back to the affirmative statement that David made. God is my rock. And it's therefore upon Him that I stand. Do you remember the prayer that Hannah made in the book of 1 Samuel? She said, I rejoice in thy salvation. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee. Neither is there any rock like our God. He will keep the feet of His saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness, for by strength shall no man prevail. And so what David echoed in Psalm 62, why it was the same truth that Hannah knew many years before that, and it was the same truth that has been from the beginning, that if we have any sense of assurance 
that our souls are safe and secure, it's going to be because He only is my rock. What did the hymn writer write? On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. It's only the Lord God of heaven that can be depended on that shall never be moved. There are religions many, and gods many according to those religions, and the world is just full of them. But the Lord alone is the Creator, and He alone is the Keeper of His people, in whom and in Him we live and we move and we have our being. There is no solid footing in any other ground but that in the ground and on the ground of the God of the Bible. Every believer in Christ has placed their faith upon God and will not be moved from their strong foundation. It's God's promise. And that promise based upon His Word is something that we can take with us. I ask, friend, tonight, what are you building on for your life and your soul? Our Lord Jesus spoke in Matthew 7 of two different construction projects. Both of them were intended to provide shelter, to provide protection from the elements, but only one withstood the fury of the high winds and the rising water. And it was the one built upon the rock, and the other built on the sand could not stand, and all was lost for all eternity. That soul that was not built upon the solid rock of Christ. We heard in the news recently of Hurricane Ian, and it punished and pummeled the coast of Florida and the island called Sanibel. The storm surge over Sanibel Island reached 15 feet high. It literally submerged the island, and the devastation was vast. The buildings that withstood the storm surge, they had foundation pillars that went down 40 feet into the ground. But earlier construction models were literally built upon the sand, and they were washed away. And the place where they stood is just empty ground now, empty sand. I wonder, friend, is your soul tonight founded upon the living rock, the Lord Jesus Christ? For if your soul is founded upon Him, then you will know peace and security and stability, because on that rock we have assurance. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 11, Other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Why shall I not be moved? 
because He only, God only, is my rock. But I shall not be moved also because the Lord is my salvation. His name is called Jesus, for He shall save His people from their sins. This is the security that we have in Christ. It's not in ourselves. It's not in our abilities. It's not in our own strength. But because we know the Savior as the God of our salvation. The name of Jesus, it means salvation. It means Jehovah is my Savior. If you are certain about your eternal soul and secure in God, you will know that it has nothing to do with physical ability. I mean, you're not saved tonight because you are smarter than the person sitting next to you. You're not saved because you were more successful or because you're prettier or more talented, but you're saved tonight because of a living relationship that you have with God and through Christ and by the gift of faith that He has given to you. For by grace you are saved through faith and that not of yourselves, not of works, lest any man should boast. We are not going to be in heaven and one day be able to stand and boast and say, I am thankful the day that I chose Christ because I saw that He was the better way. Because I was brought up in some Christian home, because I had a better start in life, because I was better educated than the next person, all of those things, friend, amount to our own works. They amount to a boastful approach. No, we are saved by God's sovereign grace alone. And as the Lord has granted to us even faith itself as a gift that we will be enabled to believe in the Lord. And so, as we stand upon that ground tonight, we will say that God is my salvation. And for the sinner who has been forgiven, we can boldly say this tonight, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. That comes at the very pinnacle of the teaching of Romans chapter 8, as it is the chapter of the Holy Spirit and of the relationship that you and I have in Christ by the power of the Spirit, there is no condemnation that can be leveled against the child of God anymore. Oh, Satan would love to bring the charges of the sins we have done in the past, the sins you may have even have committed today, and he would bring them to us and he would try to say, you are not worthy of so great salvation. You're not worthy and therefore you could not be saved. How could you commit that sin? How could you have ever done that thing many years ago? And he will bring many, many accusations against us because he is the one who brings charges against God's people. The apostle by the Spirit said, no, there is therefore now no condemnation. No longer is there judgment. 
Why is there no longer judgment against the child of God? Because God's judgment fell all upon Christ, and He has taken it all. He has completely emptied the cup. He drank all of my sin. He took it all upon Himself. And I am set free tonight. And I come to realize by God's loving grace that God is my salvation. Bold, therefore, do I approach the eternal throne. How can a sinful man do that? How can I come into God's presence without fearing, without quaking? It's because I'm accepted in the Beloved. It's because I know that Christ is my Redeemer. And when I come to the gates of glory, it will not be any other reason that God should let me in but to say, I trust in the finished sacrifice, in the all-prevailing atoning work of my Redeemer, and I stand upon that ground and none other. For I myself am unworthy, and it was up to me to make my way into heaven by .001%. I would never be able to be there. But Jesus has paid it all, It's all to Him that I owe, for sin had left a crimson stain, but He has washed it white as snow. Fear not, little flock, no matter what temptation or accusation the devil brings against us, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. We shall never be moved from this place of security. We have an everlasting hope. But maybe tonight, friend, the devil has been pounding at your spirit. Maybe tonight you have been on the receiving end of those doubts, those fears, those questions, and they have plagued you, and you don't seem to be able to get above that. I say to you tonight, come back and drink in of the value and the truth of what David was able to say here, that He only, God only, is my rock and my salvation. And as he is adding up, he's doing some arithmetic here. And as he's adding on, you can see the hope. You can see the fears and the questions dissipating. They're going away because his eyes are toward heaven. His eyes are on His God. And the more that our eyes are fixed and fastened by faith upon our living God, and as we see the Savior revealed to us through His Holy Word, then we have hope. Then we have the assurance. Then we know we're standing upon the firm ground of no condemnation, of everlasting life, of knowing that we are held in the hand of our eternal God, and no power in heaven or hell is able to pluck us out of our Father's hand. We are safe and we are secure. Friend, are you trusting in this saving grace tonight? If you are, then you have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But if not, then you're on sinking sand tonight. You're building 
the house of your soul on an unsure foundation. And when the storm of judgment comes, your house will not stand. But then it will be too late. For now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Oh, you've heard the message of the gospel before, haven't you? You've heard it many times over. But you don't know tonight if you really are saved. You're uncertain. You're unsure. Life at this moment is not going in the direction you once mapped out and thought it was going to go. What's the problem? The problem is, my friend, you have taken your eyes off the Lord. And at this point in time, maybe you have drifted far away from Him. And so far away have you drifted that you don't even know today if Christ is yours. I say to you again, tonight is the time when the Lord is calling you back. Yes, you professed faith in Him years ago, but drifting many years now. Now is the time the Lord's calling you to Himself and saying, My child, it is time to come home. It is time to reaffirm your faith in Christ. And He wants that from you tonight so that you can have the joy and peace of knowing that you're standing on resurrection ground. The final thought I leave with you tonight is that we shall not be moved because God is also my defense. There are bullies many in this world, and sometimes bullies in the playground, they'll come and pick on the, what appears to be the weakest one. And as the bully comes around, well, if there happens to be a friend of the weakling that is going to face the bully head on, the bully is not so big anymore. And if that friend happens to be a lot bigger than the bully, the bully cowers away. And the devil is a bully. And he will come at us and try to beat us down because he does not want us to be going forward in the service of Christ. He wants us to stay in the place of our doubts and our fears. He wants us to stay in Doubting Castle, the chains and the bars firmly secured. And the devil would come with all of his accusations against us. And yes, we are no match for that bully. This supernatural one is beyond us. And Paul warned us of this in Ephesians 6, for he said, we do not fight and wrestle against flesh and blood. For the bully that comes against us is a supernatural power. And they are the powers of evil principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places, this is the enemy that we are facing. And we can't match that enemy by our own strength. What can we do to defend ourselves against such forces? Alone, unable, but in Christ, we have our, we have our elder brother. We have the one that comes alongside us. And as soon as the devil sees the arm the strong arm of our Lord. He cowers and He flees away. 
because God has made us more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, and He has given us the victory note. And it is a simple thing, resist the devil and he will flee from us. That's the strength and that's the word that God has given to us. And all the lions, they are chained up, but the chains seem to have a length to them where the teeth of the devil can get almost to us. But no, he is not able. And God who closed the mouths of the lions in Daniel's day he will close the devil's mouth against us. For nothing and no one shall keep us, dear friends, from the love of Christ Jesus. Not tribulation, not distress, not persecution, not famine, not nakedness or peril or sword, neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principality nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He is our rock. He is our salvation. He is our defense and we shall never be moved. Is that your testimony today? Are you standing, believer, in the right place in Christ? Are you standing into your possessions that God has granted to you through our Lord Jesus? Let us appropriate them by faith. Let us take them all to ourselves and say, yes, Lord, I will stand according to the promise that You have given us in Scripture. I will understand and know my standing is under justification. For God Himself has declared me to be righteous, not because of any good works that I have, but because of the righteousness of Christ imputed to me and received by faith alone. That is my hope tonight. And I know that it is your hope as you abide in the Lord Jesus Christ. But if not, friend, then I say to you, call upon the Lord now. Repent of your sin right where you are in your home if you're watching online. Call upon the Lord because now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And those who call, God will not refuse. Because in John 6, 30, 37, Jesus said, Him, her, that comes to Me, I will in no wise, no way cast out. And so as you call, the Lord will hear. He will respond. He will save. He will wash your sins away. He will give you hope for time and for all eternity. And that is the joy and the hope and the peace and the security that you and I have tonight. When the devil comes to whisper about our faults and failures, let him list them all. And as Luther did, have you any more, devil? And after they're all listed, he will affirm boldly 
The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanseth me from all sin. And therefore we have hope tonight. Hope that's not just in time, but hope for all eternity. We're going to close our meeting tonight by singing, Rock of Ages, cleft for me, let me hide my soul, myself in thee. Number 362. Let's stand, please, as we sing. tonight and you're not a believer, you've never trusted in the Lord, then God gives you an opportunity now, and the gospel has been presented, to call upon the Savior. If you've wandered far off from the Lord tonight, you've backslidden away for a number of years, the Lord gives you an opportunity again to come back. All sinner, come back to your Savior. Father, we pray that the Word 
your holy and precious word would be written on every heart. Cause each one of us, Lord, as we know our Savior, as we trust in Him, that we will never count so great salvation a small thing. We will never, Lord, ever take it for granted. I pray that You would work in the hearts of those unsaved and even those backslidden away. Father, may tonight be the night of restoration, the night of rejoicing. So hear our prayers now. Part us in Your fear with Your mighty blessing. We pray for our fellowship time downstairs. We give thanks for the food that is provided. Help us to eat and drink, Lord, to Your glory and to enjoy each other's company. We ask in Jesus' holy name. Amen.